Yeah, I have I never been double mansplaining. Okay. All right. All right. This is the Go first. Ahead. I have just been double man. <laughs> Write this down, Charles. This I have been double mansplaining. There you go. I. Right. I don't know if you see this. See this. I am a girl. <laughs> I'm a female. Wait, wait. Now I have an opinion about that. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, Charles, go ahead. No, you guys, no, you guys are sitting here telling me what women have to All deal right. with. here with two guests two 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 cans two am i one of them uh, no <laughs> yeah no. we've got amanda cohen with us hi guys amanda is a stand-up comedian recently from chicago recently from chicago i just moved here like two weeks ago like what? still waiting for my driver's license in the mail what a terrible mistake you've made oh no 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 <laughs> this is the best mistake i've ever made <laughs> where did you move to in la uh, I'm in Valley Village. Okay. And uh, I like it. It's centrally located and yes. very quiet, yes. That's, that's, a, that's not a bad spot over there. No, you could do worse. A little warm. You could, uh, it, well, you know what? I have an air conditioner. Life is good. Nice. Go. Ask me again in October. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> September's a brutal month in LA. I don't I've know heard why. that, yeah. yeah. Is it? I didn't even I've, know that. I've, I've been here in years. August. I've never been in September. and uh, It gets worse. Yeah. Really? One, once it's not. Oh, I know it gets worse. I know it gets. Yeah, in the valley, it'll be like 20 degrees warmer. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know what it doesn't do here? Snow. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, ask me in February how I feel about mm-hmm. the Valley Village. Uh-huh. My favorite um, observation about LA is people always say, oh, how can you live in this place that gets earthquakes? Aren't you worried about being dangerous? I'm like, yeah, but you live in a place that gets like. Uh, 100 degree humid summers yeah. and hurricanes and right. heat s- kills more people than earthquakes. Yeah. yeah. Snow and Chicago style pizza. We Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I do not. De- okay, I'm originally from New England, so I do not defend Chicago style nice. pizza. Good. I do not. Li- it's a pile of tomato sauce. Who needs it? It's you guys lasagna know where with the best, a crust. Best, Thank you. You guys know where the best pizza in America is? It's on the East Coast. What's that? Guess where? Do you know? Uh yeah, Pizzarama in a little place in Amherst, Massachusetts, where I grew up. That That's was it. Place. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in New Haven, Connecticut. I oh I've been there. What's New Haven, it? Connecticut has yeah. the best pizza on hmm. planet Earth. It's they don't even call it pizza. It's called a pizza there. It's like an ancient recipe. I don't know how they do it. Hmm. It's like a whole different food, and it is the tastiest. <laughs> so it's thing not I've ever pizza had. at all. Is it's what you're saying? A pizza. A pizza. It's a pizza. Uh, I'd have to look into that. I have some friends up in. Uh, in um, uh, Connecticut, I will have them look into that. Look in, ask yeah. them. It's a secret. It's a uh, the best kept secret in maybe history of mankind. And the other guest. That's not a good. That's not a good <laughs> business we, model. Before we get totally diverted, talking about pizza for an hour. Pizza Which I can totally Let's do. Go into yeah. pizza that's gaze. another episode. Is Dan Depriel? Hello, Dan is back. Or, Thank you for having me back. Or is appearing for the first time, depending on what order. No, we we're going to do this one first. So okay. he's appearing for the okay. first time. Dan appearing is appearing for the first, for the first time. time. He's definitely not appeared on a previous episode. Hey, Dan, we're both debuting on the same one. That's Yay. right. And I'm also two weeks old in L.A., although I lived here before. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Welcome back. Where'd Thank you come you. back from? Uh, New York and Philadelphia. Whoa. We covered that on the, uh, oh. the podcast that hasn't happened yet. Two weeks old, so are you going to be really mean? To us, because you're. Why from, would I do that? Because you're from the east, and you guys are mean. mean. I don't know what. Chicago is not that. Oh, First yeah. of all, Chicago, the Midwest is super That's nice. True. No, you're okay? right. I Everyone is like really Chicago. nice in the Midwest, and I've been there. I was there for twenty years, but I was a nice person to begin with, because I am from a little town in Massachusetts called Amherst. It is with the, the best pizza, liberal bastion of a liberal state. Right. So that's where I grew up. I. One of my first jobs, like before graduating college, was working for a company that sold uh, wind generators. So, and that was, you know, that was a, a long time ago, and the number begins with a three. That's all I'm going to say. And 
Then you moved to the Windy City. Well, you got blown all the way to okay. Chicago. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? <laughs> are we gonna have this conversation? Windy City title has nothing to do with the wind. It has to do right. with the politicians. Blah blah blah. I'm actually from there. Oh, so you know. Yeah. Well, my point anyway is that I grew up in an extremely liberal area. And uh, this is why I'm here to rant about the subject of the day. Okay, oh, yeah, nice this is going to be a contentious one. I can tell already. All uh, right, let's. Uh, w- w- yeah, let's let's go. Let's do this. Let's give some background. Uh, okay, there was recently this memo that went around at Google, and was it published anonymously initially, or what? So I think that it was published on some sort of Google internal publishing thing where yeah. people can publish their ideas. Yeah, probably shared. I, I don't back. know if that thing is anonymous. Okay. I'm unclear on that, but it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, so, he's fired. Yeah. And the memo, Isaac, do you want to summarize it? Yeah, sure. It's quite long. And it's, yeah, it's about five pages. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's five pages. It's long for any words. tech company employee to write. Right. True that. And it's more or less... What I got gleaned from it is that this guy believes that internally at Google, there are certain um, things you can't question, and that one of these things, more or less, is that differences in gender and race cannot be genetically imputed in general senses. And No? No, no, no. I'm just uh, thinking to myself. Not just <laughs> Nodding to himself says, knowingly. So that he, um, while not advocating for treating individuals any differently, which he's, pretty, uh, he's very specific about, he thinks that policies that discriminate against people on the basis of their identity, whether it's gender or race, are problematic. And he doesn't think they're good, and he goes on and uh, on and on about how uh, these things are, these policies are are bad, and they hurt people, and they hurt the company, and the inability to talk about it is even worse. That's what I. So, get. what policies is he saying are affecting? Okay, or so negatively for example, affecting men or women or minorities or whatever. He's saying that there's very, for example, uh, a lot of coding hiring is done on the basis of gender and that that <clears throat> not strictly on the basis of gender but you're saying gender is taken into consideration right. yes. okay and that race and gender is taken into consideration quite a bit in hiring in he says there's all sorts of like uh, programs and communities and uh, things inside Google that are gender and race based and that um, that type of stuff ultimately has the opposite effect of its intended effect, which is to raise up people so everybody's equal. Uh, in fact, that makes everybody a lot less equal. And that's what he, I guess, his point is. And I'm not 100% familiar with the memo. Like, I didn't read it. But was one of his underpinnings that, like, we have to acknowledge the genetic differences and weaknesses in I, men and He didn't women say you have like to acknowledge, but he's No, his argument that, was yeah. that they exist and that we should be able to discuss them. Right. Mm, right. And then he cites a bunch of studies, which he doesn't give citations for, that prove, and I'm using air quotes here, prove, that you know men are more likely to do this and women are more likely to do that. He didn't get into racial differences, but he was big on the men. Right. Almost right. like neuroticism right. in women. He likes right. made uh, women are yes. I, I could be wrong. He literally said he literally yeah. said women are more likely to be neurotic. Sure. That's neurotic, not erotic, although both is true. So it is Speak for yourself, man. I'm joking, pretty erotic. Joking. Okay. No, but my point is that, you know, yeah, we, we need to be able to talk about these studies and these quote unquote realities uh, without being judged. Um, oh, but we definitely need to not treat individuals differently. And my question to that is well, then why do you care about these so called studies? And, you know, what does it matter? if women are more likely to do this or that, if you're not judging individuals that way. Um, With regard to, uh, you know, putting an emphasis on hiring women or minorities, that simply exists because the benefit has been to white men for decades and decades of tech. Um, So they're not, you know, they're not, raising anybody up above any level. They're just trying to allow women and minorities with these policies, I'm guessing, to have 
a closer to equal shot at this work uh, that uh, that men does. So if you've got an equally qualified man and an equally qualified woman, um, I th- would think it's great that Google would lean towards hiring a woman instead. Mm. And his problem is not so much that. His problem is the idea that conservatives like himself, like himself are being persecuted for having these discussions and that somehow their intolerance must be tolerated. Well, he did get fired. Yes. That, and, so let me and ask you got, this. Let me ask but you this. He, got, he got fired because what he was saying was that, was essentially, you know, demanding that women are more like this and men are more like that. Right. Yes, he did. He well, does step it back it, but, and say, but, don't judge uh, so groups. So men are from women, women are from Mars, whatever the fuck. Women are from <laughs> Venus, men are from Mars. That's a book that came out recently that is all about. Recently. Recently. Whatever. <laughs> 30, 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 years ago. Uh, that is all about general differences between yeah. men and women. And I don't. And, and, and is there anything, and since that's, that's acceptable. Yeah. Is well, there anything yes no. wrong with a guy simply discussing these generalized differences? And is it really but worth firing a young discussing. kid? But he wasn't simply discussing. He was demanding that become part of he the wasn't policy. No, he was fighting against this policy. Now, again, without having seen the policies, I suspect the policies are more generally worded than he's making them out to be. Well, but having worked inside these worlds before, I've not there been is in there a too. strong... Uh, undercurrent of this sort of affirmative action type thinking where you are obsessed with people's identities and everything inside that is based on, oh, are you, uh, I'm a uh, gender queer boa coder and I'm part of this cl- club and I'm this thing and it, it becomes an obsession with identity. It, let, me, let me start from the beginning here. I strongly believe that this guy is correct. Reading his 10 pages I very strongly believe not only is he not a racist or a sexist in any way, but that he's actually probably a pretty liberal dude and that he's... He identifies as conservative. Does he? Yes, he does. In in the thing, he says, conservatives like myself are often judged... He? Yes, he does. I don't remember reading that he in there, com- but, but anyway, he, 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 even if he is a, a, a light conservative, these ideas he's forwarding are very tame. He's not saying anything insane in here. He's being very measured, and he goes to great lengths to say that he's not talking about judging individuals. He says, I hope it's clear that I'm not saying that diversity is bad, that Google or society is 100% fair, or that we should try to correct for, or that we shouldn't try to correct for existing biases, or that minorities have the same experience of those of the majority. My larger point is that we have to we have an intolerance for ideas and evidence that don't fit a certain ideology. I'm also not saying that we should restrict people to certain gender roles. I'm advocating for quite the opposite. Treat people as individuals, not just as another member of their group tribalism. And I think that he's being really fair. Like there's nothing hateful in this memo. There's nothing crazy about it. I would need to know what the policies are that he's railing against to know whether what he is saying is accurate. Okay, I mean, that's a totally fair thing to say, but from a larger... Because in addition to saying what you just described, you know, yes, treat everybody equal, yes, don't judge anybody, you know, based on whatever the group they're in, he's also putting out a ton of information that says this group is like that, that group is like this. So why, why is he espousing all of that if he's then turning around and saying... No, that doesn't really matter. We shouldn't. That's a fair people. question. That's and a fair I, question. I, I don't understand. He goes to great lengths in this. I article. do think it bears mentioning. I think memo. again, didn't do the homework, but um, I, I think. Yeah, but that's okay. Thank you so much for having me on a podcast. <laughs> on the podcast, I uh, uh, thank you for having me on too. I forgot to say that. I'm uh, thanking you. Too. Yeah, it was it was noted, Amanda. Oh, um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking offense for you guys. Um, no, but I, I feel it wasn't it an internal. Didn't this guy just think he was emailing his friends, like, and his buddies? This isn't like some manifesto that he wrote right like i think he posted it on some like sharing your ideas free open exchange of your ideas it was definitely oh, written to you know? i was under the impression it that it was a company-wide like accidental cc'd email no, or something no, like no, that no, no. oh okay it was something that was intended to be shared okay because i'm was... sure internally in google is like we want you to feel comfortable share this is an 
an open, safe space for your ideas on how to improve. And this is clearly something that's bothering him. And he talked about what was bothering him. And sure enough, he got his ass Well, I, uh, I read that he went through some kind... There was some kind of like diversity microaggression style yeah, training. Yeah, diversity training and, and stuff. And that's what was... That makes... Yeah, that okay. really okay. annoyed him. It's time for full disclosure. I have worked at Google. Really? Not for Google. At Google. This is a little complex... I'm a face painter. I have uh, done several events for Google in their Chicago sure. office. I've been okay. at a bunch of their uh, picnics and a bunch of their um, uh, Halloween events. And I can tell you, the place is pretty goddamn diverse, all right? You know, probably half the people I ran into there, English is not their first language. Yeah. Men, women, of course, children, because it was families. But, um, you know, there, it was, there was never, it was anything but a bunch of white men, Okay. So I think Google's pretty diverse. Whatever they're doing to encourage diversity seems to be working. Obviously, I didn't see the whole place. I only saw the people with families who come to these picnics and uh, whatever. But um, again, I want to see what the policy was that he's railing against. I Whatever it was... It probably wasn't one. It's like a whole regime of things, I right, think. Right, but you know? I can't imagine what would... Uh, inspire him to put little charts and graphs showing how men are versus how women are. Well, I'll say charts I, and graphs. It was a, he. He had a bunch of like things saying women are uh, more likely to do these things. Men are more likely to do these things. And look, maybe that's all true. Maybe he's totally wrong. Maybe this is all stupid. Maybe what Google has done right now to, to, for diversity is a huge success. And maybe the reason for their success is their diversity. That's totally legitimate. But. That's not really what he's saying. He's saying, I'm not allowed to even have these thoughts no, in my nobody mind. Nobody ever said he couldn't think. That what they're talking about is discussing. Or express. If, or express. If that. I found out the guy in the next cubicle had written a screed about how women are more neurotic and women behave different ways and meanings and women are expected to do this and women aren't suited for that. I would not want to work with that guy because I know that w whatever I do as an employee, he's going to be judging me on a whole different level. And I know he's not going to be judging me as an individual. He's going to be judging me as a woman. And I don't want to work with that guy. I would say yeah. I support his firing just because um, regardless of what we're debating here is like whether or not he should be able to have these opinions. I think that his firing comes down to he didn't apply a level of intelligence yeah, to his daily life that he should have. But that's you know? not fair. I don't think that's an argument because that's like, all right. Oh, you're an idiot for not knowing this would get you fired. I mean, I he's, you know, that's not fair. Like that's like that. saying, you know, oh, you live in 1984 and you should know that speaking out is not okay. Well, okay, you know, that's fair. Like, but I, I, that's the ideal versus the practical, right? Like we know we can't sure. criticize our boss or we'll get fired. You know, like I think that that's, it's, is that fair? Well, but no, my, my but. understanding of how these places work and uh, is that, you know, this was probably a message board for mm. expression of ideas that can help the company. I, I get could better. be wrong, but Again, I think it know. was a Google Doc that was being passed around. Like he wrote it with the intention of it being read, and because you know they, the, they used their own no products. There was no expectation of privacy. It was privacy. on some sort of board thing. It, it was, was on like internal. It was internal. Yeah. It was, and everyone had access to it. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. I think he wanted. It wasn't it to a be secret. Published. It didn't yeah. get leaked. It I don't. Was, who knows? We we should get right. the details on that. Let me, here's an example, though, that I always use that helps at least me to think about this a little bit differently. And Charles is going to immediately start laughing when I bring this up. But um, Is this about you singing rap songs in your no. car with your friend and you can't use the N-word? No. I was actually going to bring up something <laughs> very similar to that. But, but no, about but that is, people, that, is a, so that is a sad state of the world. Is that Mace? Is that a Mace song? <laughs> yeah. trying, I've heard the story literally so many times that I can... I, it's I, almost I as though it, I was there. When I was growing up and I was singing songs with my black friends, it was never go. a See? problem. It <laughs> right. was never a problem. Only now is it a problem. Right. Something, makes me, something makes me think that every time someone's complaining about not singing the N-word, it's a Mace song. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I can't have, sing to Mace. Things have changed a lot, even in the past couple years i used to have a bit about gay cookies and i won't go into it but basically every kind of cookie is like a different kind of a gay person and all of my information and you can't say that anymore. yeah all yeah, my information yeah. was based on actual gay people and every time <laughs> i did the bit in a gay bar they loved it but 
I had a bunch of white knights come up and say, you can't do that. It's offensive to gay people. It's stereotypes. I'm like, first of all, stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> and second of all, this is gay approved, but it doesn't matter. I can't do the bit anymore. And yeah, that's changed. Was saying a similar thing about one. Even in, yeah. Yeah. Tune yeah. into tune into a future podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this out of order sh- stuff is. Uh, yeah. Can I swear on this? Podcast? Yeah, please. OK, this as out of order as... shit has got to go. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just we've had problems with it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> The, my point here. The what was your example? The, my thought experiment with this entire <laughs> thing with the obsession with identity is that ultimately this is going to lead to Nazi Jew counting. Okay. And let me tell you why. Let, let me, me tell you why. Let me, let me hear tell you why. how your slippery slope starts. If you're going to start saying this industry is dominated by white people. And, it, and, it and, is. and hold on. Ta- yeah, right. Speaking of facts, okay, yes. hold on. This industry is dominated by white people. They're rich and privileged in this industry, and they give jobs to each other's friends. And therefore, we need to start counting up all those white people and making sure these numbers based on identity are going to add up to break down to be exactly the right proportion of you society. You really think that's where it's headed? That's where I we're at. It's not headed there. That's where we are. You're talking about quotas. That's does, where we are. Does Google have quotas? I mean, effectively, or, yes. N- effectively is a huge leap. Do they say we have to have, you know, 19% yeah, they do women? Say that. They have, a, they have a, a position there called, you know, who responded to this, called this, you know, chief officer of diversity and inclusion. I mean, yeah, they're, these maybe are that's because it's difficult to find people of color okay, and right, people maybe, of maybe. gender who are not white men. Okay, maybe so let me, let me it's just... still a challenge. It's not a question of those numbers being hard numbers. It's maybe they just have to get them in the okay, door. Sure. So let's say now let's apply this lens to Hollywood and particularly comedy. If we're going to do that, what we're, uh, we're going to have to start saying is, the people that are dominating Hollywood, they are white, yes, but there's also something else about them. What is that thing? They're Jewish. Oh, we're going there. And okay. are we gonna start are we gonna start saying, oh, okay, well, since this percentage of Jewish people excel and dominate this world, are we now okay with counting them down? And okay. let me give you let me just give you one, yeah, yeah, one yeah. You, you illustrative illustrative example. Yeah. In our last uh, episode, we talked about an article I recently published about cur- with Curbed, right? This article was about bad landlords. Accompanying this article... Mine curbed, is Indian. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> accompanying this article, they made some art for my article. And in the art, there was cartoons. And the cartoons depicted white landlords fucking over people of color over and over and over and over again, right? And there You mean was, like... President Trump did when he was a building owner? Yes. Exactly. Let's be fair. Exactly. His father, like too. Exactly. <laughs> right? Or, or Donald Sterling, right? Who, who did. Right. right? In, this, in this city, who happens to be Jewish. The list of landlords that I had, there was 10 people on it. So some people were giving me shit about it, and I emailed my editor, and I was like, yeah, it is kind of weird that in every single one of these, you know, caption cartoons, the bad landlord is white and the people getting fucked over are brown. She's like, oh, well, unfortunately, that's how it usually happens. In fact, if she'd read my list, the majority of the people on my list were not even American. Most of them were what, what Middle list? Eastern or, or, or Indian or there was an Asian guy on where there. Did you, where did you get your stats? I did weeks and months of research for this article. It was a big where HCIDLA is where I got most of my statistics. Okay, so you're dealing with public records. So anyway, there was a New York list that's the same thing percentage wise. Nine out of ten people on this list are Jewish. So are these owners or building managers? Owners. Okay. So if you want these cartoons that you're supposedly making accurate racial representations of it, if you want to make that cartoon accurate, what is that cartoon going to look like? You're going to have Jews. Fucking over common people in okay. that article. First are we of all, willing to go there? The no, ma- we're not willing to go there. Majority of Jews are white, so but these these were both white and Sephardic. So there's a bunch of Sephardic ones. So really, the only thing holding this group of landlords wow, together, you're really is, going there. Is, you are really going there. Okay, I'm just saying, are we going to start counting? This is the what number happens of, when we count the number identity. of Sephardic Jews of color still very small. Okay, not when it comes to owning buildings in L.A. And you're talking about depicting Jews as separate from white people. Right. 
That's incorrect. We are also white. But we're also Jewish. Look at me. But we have a different ethnic background. But this is America and that doesn't matter anymore. It, it okay, does. Hold my up. point is that it hold does up. matter. You're, talk, you're talking about the big Jewish conspiracy thing. No, I'm not saying there is one at all. I'm saying I'm Jewish. I'm half Jewish. The, the point the, is if we're going to start. I'm Jewish and half Jewish. I'm half Jewish. Your the mother point Jewish is, your I don't want to get mom. counted. Sorry, I Jewish. don't want to get counted as a Jew or a white person. Uh-huh. And once we start opening the door to this fucking race counting shit, uh-huh. it's inevitably going to lead to this Nazi shit. I'm telling you. Okay. That's a hell of a leap. First mm. of all. Second of all, they're not talking about Jewish people in tech. Are we talking about Jewish people in, in owning buildings? Either in buildings or Hollywood, in which they're hugely represented. Okay, right? landlording, and I say this as a landlord. Okay, landlording is not the domain of anyone except the wealthy. Right, agreed. I can't just you know say you know what you want to be a landlord. Well, you're a woman of color. You have a better shot at it than a white guy. That has nothing to do with it. Who's who is more likely to buy property? A person with money who has it from a job, which is why Google, a corporation separate from real estate, is trying to get people of color and women into jobs where they can then sure. make money and then be part of the the larger economic uh, uh, economy. Right. Economic economy. There's a phrase <laughs> I just came up with. Uh, and that allows them to join the ranks of things like landlords. Uh now, sure. when you said Hollywood, I thought you were going in a different direction. Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm using examples of things that Jewish people are very I, highly controlled. I would argue you know? that. <laughs> okay. I would argue that uh, once you become a landlord and like that's your profession and that's your like self identity occupationally, that you almost become that more than you become a Jew <laughs> or a oh, Gentile absolutely. or anything. It's, 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 uh, you're a landlord now. You're a you're landlord. Not, yeah. And I think that we should be counting them and I think we should have trains for but them. There's, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, well, there's landlords And it would like, be mostly Jews. Okay, for, well, <laughs> listen, trains, there's right? landlords <laughs> like me. I'm renting my condo back in Chicago and then there's landlords like Donald Trump Sr. who own, you know, billions of buildings. There's levels of landlord. Just like sure. there's levels of white or levels of Jew. And so okay. far... Nobody has ever asked me, like, you know, how are you a landlord? You're not really Jewish. Nobody has, you know, that nobody is stopping landlords because they're the wrong color. Like, oh, that's, and I mean, you want to go, how many 7 Elevens have you gone into that That are Indian? Exactly. Right. That because, again, you know, so should 7 Eleven now suddenly start a program where, oh, it's not fair that these Indian people have a, are you know helping their family members nepotistically join the same no, world as them? There no, there shouldn't because that's a crappy job and nobody want nobody oh, makes money that way. That, they, but you make a lot of money as a Seven Eleven owner, as an owner, yeah. as an owner, yeah. But I'm talking about the guy behind the counter. Well, but a lot of times that's a family member of the owner and they move up. My point is, we should never be playing this ethnic counting game okay. because when Again, we when we start the not, ethnic counting game, we're Nazis. It's we're not Nazis. a counting game. Seems you, like kind of you seem to think that the numbers are high enough to count. We're the census. I mean, accounting <laughs> does not make you a Nazi. Have you watched? Yeah. Have you watched well, uh, sure. Silicon Valley? Yeah. yeah. I freaking love that yeah, show. It's a good show. It's a good show. Like White it. guys. There's not. There's barely a woman on the show. But that's sort of the point, right? Exactly. That's my point. Google is part of the whole Silicon Valley culture. It's white men. It's white bros. It's a few women who and are. And you want to handicap them. You want to handicap what pe- them. What people seem to forget oh, is that there's another person on the other side of every one of these equations. Every time you give a job, and I mean, on an individual level, hey, oh, it's not a big deal. This uh, Indian person deserves a job, or this black person, give them a job because of the color of their skin. I'm saying. There's somebody on the other side of every single one of those transactions who's having a harder time because of the color of their skin. And add it up times a billion, you have Donald Trump. I mean, that's why you have it. Because white people are like, oh, I'm fucking sick of being judged by my skin color. I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. You know? I got you. No, again, we are not yet at the saturation point in uh, tech or in Hollywood or in anything that white guys need to worry about their jobs. Yes, once in a while, you're saying, oh yeah, I get it, I get it. So all things being Individual equal, white guys do. Individual white guys, white guys. the apex check, Checking in. Again, 
Uh, well, that, but again, this guy in the article, or I'm sorry, in the memo, is talking about, you know, yes, we need to judge large groups of people in certain ways. I don't think he's saying we need to. He, I think he's just yeah, saying he we should be <laughs> open to the fact that what he's saying is we should be open to the fact that it's not be because of oppression. It's not because of oppression that women aren't as represented in coders as men. It's not because of oppression? I don't think it is. Why do you think it is then? Biology, for example. Biology you really honestly think there's a biological difference between women coders and men coders that make men better no, at it? No, I don't think there is a biological difference between individual woman coder no, and individual man coder. You're talking about en masse. You're saying that en masse, generally speaking... A guy's going to be better at coding than a uh, girl? Not necessarily better. More inclined to. More inclined. Okay. Yeah. I, Fine. Is that crazy but to how much say it, that? No, no, But no. is that genetics or is that like societal conditions? It's both. Is it, yeah. Is that nature, it, it's nature both. or nurture? Right. It's both. Okay. Okay. Uh, again, I'm older than all you guys put together. That's not true. <laughs> when, yeah. I was, when I was a kid, okay. When You're I was, 140? I'm 142. <laughs> and when I was a kid, wow. you had... You had like math camps and you had horse camps. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Boys didn't go to horse camp. Yeah, boys went to math. Girls camp. didn't go to yeah, math right. camp. So yes, girls have been raised with the expectation that they're not going to be as good in math and they're not going to be as in good as, right. as good in coding. Now that's changing with the youngest generation. Now that is changing. For anyone who has already graduated from college, you know that liberal bastion of college. And by the way, side note: PC culture. My generation invented the concept of political correctness, and yes, it's completely out of hand. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I will. I will. I'm the first person to say that. You don't. You don't have to convince any of. I don't think I have <laughs> this, to convince this table. Any of this guys. table's on board. Yeah. yeah. However, you know. This white table. I, yeah, this white <laughs> male. White male privilege table. table. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, if you want to call it, you know, nature, nurture, whatever, girls have a harder time being accepted in the STEM fields. And because of that, policies like Google's are in place to encourage them. Sure. I can read and a, no, a, yeah, right. a personal anecdote that someone shared on my Facebook. When I asked for guests, uh, this woman I know uh, sent me this message. She couldn't make it, but she goes, when I was 14, I was having trouble in math and went to my algebra teacher for help. He told me it wasn't in my nature to be good at math because I was a girl. There it is. He said men ask how and women ask why. So women usually aren't good at math. He gave me a reason or an excuse for not being good at math. It wasn't until later that I realized I just didn't learn the way that he taught. But by that time, I was older and on a different path. That memo perpetuates the idea in some ways all women are deficient in certain areas. And if you tell enough 14-year-old girls they aren't built intellectually to do certain things, you're going to end up with far right. fewer adult women in certain fields of work. Can I add a similar story to that? Please. When I, I loved science growing up. I was, I was into biology. I loved uh, animals. I loved uh, the natural sciences. I was you know, into chemistry. Um, and I was in a chemistry class, and uh, we were talking about the periodic table, and, they, and the instructor said, well, this is true for all the known universe. All of these elements exist across the universe. And I said, well, that's based on our observations, and the universe is very big. Could there not be an entirely different concept of, peri of the periodic elements that exists in another part of the galaxy we haven't even conceived of? And I was told that I read too much science fiction. Sure. No, look, I, I am not at all saying that these biases are not in part environmentally enforced. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. So what um, Google's just trying no, to reverse and, and that. And again, yes. And if Google wants to say, hey, we're going to try and fight against little girls like the individual one you're talking about being told, oh, just go into something more feminine. If Google wants to say, oh, here's our program uh, fighting against that, that's fine. Right. What what this guy is saying, though is that part of that equation that we're talking about, yes, one half of it is societal. There's an, it's nature versus nurture, though. The other side of that is nature. And take for in, I teach a science course at UCSD, right? We have, right now, the field of biology science is female-dominated. Did you know that? So, yes. Biology wonderful. is female dominated now. We have every a, white girl I know wanted to be a marine biologist dude, in middle so school. Well, that's because we want to be mermaids. Yeah, yeah we take go. we take we take a big. I say this as a scuba diver. Yes, see, but that's what I'm saying. Like we, we uh, part of one of our schools we draw from is the Scripps Oceanography Institute. 
I have never had a male student from the Scripps Oceanography Institute. I'd probably have 20 females from there. So, and that's not, be, I don't think that's because, oh, women are uh, bashed out of physics and they're just forced to go into this shitty thing. I'd say the Scripps jobs are way better than the physics jobs. It's just that women are more drawn to that so in a general if, sense, right? What There's nothing wrong the, with that. The Scripps Institute of Oceanography or whatever they're called uh, instituted a program that said, you know what, we want more men in our departments given to equal candidates. We're going to go with the man. Would I be against that? A, me personally, yes, I would be against it. But even if it did exist, the point is not that this thing shouldn't exist. The point is that this kid should be allowed to stand up and say, hey, maybe this should thing shouldn't exist. He should be allowed to do that without okay. getting fired. Nobody's, nobody was saying he can't discuss it. He was approaching it from the point of view of policy. Mm-hmm. He was arguing with company policy. Yeah, it wasn't just true. saying, hey, let's have a white boy discussion group and we'll talk about how we feel this is unfair. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be allowed to have a white boy discussion group. And but this I'll, guy you is... Know what? I'll, if he just said, "Hey, we're having a discussion group," and it would then be all white didn't boys. tell anything <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, <laughs> you know, you look at the you talk about numbers, the raw numbers, bunch of white guys. Yeah. yeah. And sure. to be fair, I'm against this. What this guy basically was trying to express, but I do acknowledge that he is our ritual internet sacrifice for the week. Like yeah. we we have decided <laughs> we to bing, feast bing, 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 bing. on this we guy. Have our Not sacrifice. us specifically. Yeah. <laughs> the entire internet. We were like, oh yes, this is who we will immolate right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, do agree. I do agree that's like a little unfair for this what? guy. 10 minutes hate. Yeah. What? Ten, it 10 minutes hate? Fif- oh, 15, 15 minutes, minutes of hate. fame. No, no, no. The 10 minutes from 1984. Was it 10 minutes hate or know. three minutes hate? The, it, the, the ceremony they go through where they ritually hate someone. I don't even oh. remember. And I read the book. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what length of time, but it's blank. I read that book hate. before 1984. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that uh, way it back is... in 1885, because I'm 140. Because <laughs> I'm 142. <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nice to get Methuselah on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Methuselah's 900. <laughs> I should only be so lucky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I dated Methuselah. Oh wow, <laughs> Methuselah. Yeah, I outgrew him. You know, yeah. they always want younger women. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I think that it is. It, it, while I agree, as I said earlier, I think that it's fair game for this guy to be fired. I do think. It's weird for me to think less of somebody and also see him as a victim, but I do think that this idea that this kid, and he is a kid, should become like the avatar for all of this issue is not necessarily fair to him. And it kind of speaks to this idea like uh, that we were talking about in the future podcast, tune in that we don't talk about this stuff enough right. that we don't have these discussions. So then when these things happen, we decide to use it as a focal point and kill this guy to have our conversation. Well, and it's not going to help. This is only yeah. going to create a thousand more Nazis. I promise. Okay. I promise you. We, we have plenty of <coughs> bros out there talking about, you know, white uh, white privilege and and not white privilege. Uh, w- w- men's rights. There are men's rights. Uh, sure. uh, we were kings, or once we were kings. You know, we was kings. That's a black thing. No, no, we we were. Uh, there was a when we were kings. What? There's a group. No, there's a group. There's a, there's a, a website. I know the one she's. Well, that's yeah. like a racist return thing. of kings. Return of oh, kings. Return Thank of you. Kings. Yes. Yeah, that's ba- yeah, that's right. that's basically oh, yeah. uh, okay. essentially they just want to justify bashing women in general. Like um, red pillars. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Red pillars. That's, yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. That's how I started this rabbit hole of exploration of this whole world. Right. Well, my point pill. is that is that no matter how you dice American culture, you come up white men. It's like Snickers. White men are the peanuts in the Snickers bar of American culture. No matter how you That's slice true, it, though. it comes up white men. But why is that so, so bad? I mean, it's like... <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's real. Yeah, okay? sure. Therefore... How can we oppose anything that gives a little bit of a hand up to women and people uh, people of color, minorities who are very soon not going to be the minority? Because you're the way. fucking people over on the basis of their skin color, and that's I never suspect, okay. That's never okay. I suspect, yeah, but when you say fucking over, I suspect that a white boy will have another opportunity as a job. The point of it is that. You, not everybody has these policies, so there's plenty of places yeah. a little white boy is going to find that's another gig. But increasingly, just, that's not true because we've opened the door to allowing this sort of pandemic of hatred towards white men. We're like, you already have it's, everything, it's so you don't hatred. deserve everything. It's not And hatred. you know what? It doesn't feel good to be on the other side of that finger. And I've been on the other side of that finger. I don't want to sit here and say I'm a victim. I'm not a fucking victim. But what I'm saying is... 
when you open that door to judging people on their skin color and their gender, it is not, not going strictly to, it is their... not going to have the effect that you want. Eventually, all you're going to create is a bunch of really angry, really fucking resentful people who are saying, wait a second, you just told me you wanted gender and race equality, and now you're telling me, oh no, you can't have this job or you can't be in this group because of my race and gender? Of course that's not going to work. That's not a, that's not a, a tenable ideology. But we are ideology. so far from equality that raising We're some not, people up. How are we up, so far from I don't really I think just, that's okay. true. I'm working on a project right now for uh, a, a, a chemical engineering company. Uh, my job chemical yesterday was- Chemical engineering comedy? Company. Oh no, I'm company. just saying like, what are you doing I, for that? I, I do document design, uh, among other things. So you're in the computer world. I am right? a tech person, oh, nice. and I, right. that's one of the reasons I'm here. Yeah, is that I'm, yeah. I, I specialize in, uh, in in PowerPoint. I do Word and Excel. I do InDesign. I do, you know, all of that stuff. I'm available. Um, <laughs> but my point Our is, I just I just worked on. I had to uh, format uh, 22 resumes uh, that they're sending along with a proposal for a big project. One woman. In 22 resumes, one of them was a woman. Sure. It's a highly technical sure. field. Uh, I don't know their colors I because I don't, you know, I don't have access to that information. But I know that there was one woman. So yeah, but it's to, the same thing if you were working at a plumber. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not oh, just because there is less women in this particular world. If you were working at a nursery, it would be 20 men, one out of 20 sure. men. It's like <laughs> people are drawn to different stuff. Not on an individual level. And I completely agree. Well, we're not that little girl should not be... We're not talking about recruiting people of different colors and genders to work in things they don't want to work in. We're talking well, about all other... But you are other, kind of. No, well, you aren't. You're talking about all things being equal when it comes to the job application. I also it should think be it's, blind. It's kind of unfair you, you to women. I think well, How is it unfair to women? What's unfair to women? I think that women have a harder time in today's society than men and not and not wow not these because are hot, hot takes happening right here <laughs> not because of the reasons everybody say uh-huh. but because they're being pulled in all these directions all the time they're saying and we can't handle that no i'm not saying you can't handle it i'm just saying it would be hard for me to be told all the time simultaneously you got to be this beautiful uh, mm-hmm. body that is a desirable object for men on fucking instagram Oh, simultaneously, you got to be great at STEM because if you're not great at STEM, you're not helping feminism and you're like behind all these things. So you're being pulled in all these decisions and no matter what you do as a woman, you're going to be guilty. I honestly think that women also face uh, something that people don't talk about and I just see this from working in the entertainment industry and the tech industry is that women more than men have a, I think there's an unspoken hiring gap between attractive women versus unattractive women that doesn't happen with men. That is also true. Doesn't I have been passed up for jobs based strictly on yoga pants. You yeah. know what I mean? So. <laughs> Here, let me, let so that's me just point out. Sometimes. I mean, yeah. that's both a given. And if and you are an attractive woman, yeah. like a conventionally attractive woman. If, if right. I may just point out. But then you're a whore in everybody's mind, right? So it's sure. like you can never do anything right. I yeah, have I agree never been double mansplained. Okay. Right. Right. This is the Go first. Ahead. I have just <laughs> been double man. <laughs> Write this down, Charles. This, I have been double mansplained. There you go. I, I don't know if you see this. I am a girl. I'm a female. Wait, wait, now I have an opinion about it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, you, guys, no, you guys are sitting here telling me what women have to All deal right, with. She's right. pointing at Isaac and Dan and not me. But yeah. Though. Yeah. Well, but she also means said strong. one thing. Well, we're, yeah. Okay. No, Let's, my point wait. here, you guys are telling me, oh, well, women actually have this. And it's like, yeah, I know. How about you guys don't worry about that anymore. Let us deal with it. Okay. Let us handle it. Well, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm certainly all so for that. So don't, you know, so you don't have to put little memos out saying, oh, I think it's unfair to women the way you're really doing this. How about you just have your thing, have your life. Don't worry about it. Women are going to take care of it. We'll do what we want to do in the workplace. We'll wear what we want to wear totally. in the workplace. But that makes it unfair because the men are still in power that are making those judgments. So therefore what I can't Google just leave programs women do is take it out of the hands of just men and put more women into positions of power. You know, this is why we this is why women, you know, want to elect more women. Why do you think 
a billion of us turned out for Hillary. Because of Donald Trump. Well, yeah, but a billion exactly. of you also turned out against Hillary. Okay, so it's, you want to go there. <laughs> you want to go there. She won the popular vote. I, I know, but e- I'm the just electoral saying, college, blah blah blah. That's all in the past. My point I, is no. My I, point is just a reminder: more white women voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, true. And it's not fair for you to speak. Yeah, but they're fucking nuts. They don't count. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. No, I'm not speaking for all women. I'm telling you not to speak for all women. Yeah, well, I certainly wasn't doing that. I actually am. All, I agree with you. I, uh, I worked in the tech. Yeah, I, yeah. He completely. <laughs> I uh, I I worked in the tech industry too, and I I liken it to like a car that's alignment is off because I think people subconsciously hire in group, right? And I've seen this happen in tech companies where uh, I worked for a global uh, internet hosting company. We sold server space, and it was very very white. But they they did hire. There it was somewhat diverse like it wasn't all white all male but that definitely was like the unspoken hiring preference and i'm not sure it was even a conscious thing because i knew i was a manager right google is talking about conscious hiring practices versus unconscious right but i think it's like people into certain lanes it's like i want to do exactly what you just said which is just let women do what they want but in this case when are we I qualified done? that? When, when I are said, we done? When are we done with this equation? When every single different field is exactly the same men and women, where there's 50% women construction workers. There's I don't 50% want any women. male gynecologist. So there, that's what I'm saying. It's like, But that's just my preference. Yeah, but, but You can go to any gynecologist you want. There's going to be differences in the general industries that I have met one. I've been a journalist for a long time. I've met two male PR people in my entire friggin' life. 90% of literary agents are women. That's fine. That's because for whatever reason, women are drawn to that industry. It's silly to say, Oh no, no, no. 40% of those women should leave that industry and go be in STEM, but which the, is what you're saying. Uh, the no, other thing that's you have not, to be, no, that is not what but we're that's saying. That's what the end no, game is. No, we're saying, no, that's not what we're saying at all. Nobody is saying that anyone should leave one thing to do another. But that's what how we're it saying has is to work. people. No, what we're saying is people who have chosen a certain profession, if it is male dominated, should be given a little bit more of a chance to get into that uh, to get into that work, and again, when we're talking about Google, we're talking about you know one of the largest growing in the largest growing industry on the planet, which is the internet. You know, we're not talking about Seven Elevens, and we're not talking about PR firms and little little tiny things like we're talking about one of the biggest companies on the planet. And of if anybody is going to have preferred hiring practices, it should be it should be Google. It should be. Uh, Hulu, it should be, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, it should be uh, Netflix, all of those companies, because they are the fastest growing. They're tech giants. I don't think you want a leg up. I think I a wanna, leg up yeah. hurts. It yeah, hurts. We, no, it it hurts doesn't. more than We are still very much in the nascent about, stage, though, of yeah. introducing people of color and especially women well, to the tech terrifying. industry. How I about, don't think you know that what? we're... Terrifying to think this is the beginning Hit me up when it's 50-50. <clears throat> When it's, you know. But it's never going to be 50-50. Okay, hit me up when it's 60-40. Hit me up when it's 70-30. You, you really, we haven't even come close to those numbers yet. Okay, so then what about the field of biology then? It, that is, in order to get it to be changed that way, you're going to have to draw these people from other industries. So you're going to be taking from one thing while you're giving to another thing. Where do you think all these women who aren't in STEM are? They're studying women's studies. I can tell you're getting aggravated because you start making dumb arguments. (laughs) Like, I don't think anybody's arguing... For forced transfer of of course of women. you're not that's but it's the, not the, forced transfer the thing that's that, the, the thing economic that you're reality. ignoring is also thinking about why did these uh, fields get selected by women why are there a lot of women biologists why are there a lot of women uh, PR representatives uh, in some cases it's because women get told at a young age you know these are the things that girls are good at so this is what you should pursue and, there are and, also societal factors and I'm not trying to make this as a counter argument but for yeah. things like PR and sales uh, and women sell better men yeah, right, right, right. part of women. it is also I, I genetics under- part of it is genetics yeah, I get it I understand so but you're you're, you're 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 arguing this there's going to be some kind of force transfer where it's going to be pushed in and I think it's more about and listen I don't no I'm not saying I don't, force we're transfer. talking That's about totally allowing not, not forcing I'm not no, allowing I, I, I am saying that the economic reality 
is that if you want every single industry to be perfectly 50-50 or 60-40, I don't know. No, okay. You're going to be, you're going to, that is not free. That's not freedom. Okay, but and nobody, ultimately, the principle going, is we don't judge people by their fucking gender. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what we should continue We're to do. We're not, but nobody's going for, you know, saying, you know, it, it shall be done until it is 50-50. That is absolutely, we're nowhere near well, then that. there's going to be stigma if, until it is, you know? But there's already stigma. There's stigma against women. There's stigma against people of color in the workplace. That, that, that's massive fucking stigma. I know. I've I, lived it. I think it. there's massive stigma against I've, white people for exactly listen, the reasons we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Here's the white thing. Men. Yeah, I, you men. guys can white, afford yeah. a little stigma. Uh, I can't afford shit. See, this is the bullshit <laughs> thing. I'm being judged by the the actions of my like great grandfathers. I can't afford a goddamn thing. I can't be a, afford to be judged by my skin are you color. Losing, are you losing a job? Is be somebody? Fuck yes, I've lost a lot of jobs. Is it maybe because I do because I'm bad at them? No, <laughs> god damn it, it's because I'm white. Well, no, we're talking individually but versus systemically. You know, I'm just saying, like, it's like, yeah. I can't afford to lose things in any way, let alone because of my skin color, is what I'm saying. Okay, once again, we are talking about the difference between an individual experience and a general experience, yeah. okay? Uh, generally, we can agree, generally, women are not as encouraged to go into STEM fields. Right. Okay, fair. Generally. Fair, yeah. I'll accept People that. of color... People who come from lower incomes, uh, which who are not necessarily people of color, but people who come from lower incomes have less access to right. training, uh, and it's harder for them, much harder for oh, them. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. So I'll agree with that. Why okay. is it wrong to encourage them a little, to you know, give some kid growing up with no money a little bit of hope? That Monetarily, he... I'll agree. Okay. I just won't agree by racial, gender, genetics. Right, but... There's also the the overlap between low income and being people of color. That's reality. Sure, okay. but it's if if it's more effective to do it by economics, and that's where you're really sweeping in the people for whom it's harder. Then it should be economics. It shouldn't be when it comes down. But to you can really you can discriminate through economics. I mean, you cannot hire a woman because she's married and may get pregnant, and you'll lose nine months of productivity right. from Nobody her. Started on that, and that's sure. kind of discrimination tucked into economics. You know, mm -hmm. like there is, sure. I'm sure, an economic reason, but like that's still discrimination. Uh, totally. Know? And if we want to make the workplace a more family friendly place where women are not discriminated against for that. I'm fine with that because it's true. If if you have a man and a woman and the woman's like, oh, I'm about to get married. It's like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to hire her because what call it? that should be changed to make the workplace a more family friendly place. I agree. Or with that. to make or people should just accept that some women aren't going to have babies. So, but it's hard to tell. How do you know? God help him. I hope that a because some of us say very early on, I'm not going to have a baby. And I've been, I've been turned down. No, this is for 100% true. I've been turned down for jobs because I could conceivably, as it were, But get you'd pregnant. be pissed either way. You'd also be pissed if he asked you, are you going to have a baby? You'd be like, I can't believe you asked me that. So it's like, which is it? You know, unless no, you wear a sign. I'm not, I'm not talking about being asked. I'm talking about being told that because I'm capable as physically as getting pregnant, they don't want me for the job. But then you should allow guys to ask that question. Then. No, you're missing the point. You're missing right? the point entirely. Okay. They don't. Would they ask a guy if he's going to have a baby? No. no right. No, why would they ask a woman? Because. Why would they judge a woman if she could have a baby? As you know, a man is exactly as capable of having a baby as a woman is. Just not doing the physical work. As far as work goes. Yes. That's a family friendly issue. When we have FMLA rules for, for that. Right. My point is that. Before you even walk in the door, if they know you're female, they already come in with this idea, oh, she could get pregnant, we don't want to deal with her. Okay? Sure. So that's just one of that's, the I, many, I, yeah. many I, reasons that women are facing an entirely different issue when they're going for jobs. And I think also a lot of it, and not the sole cause, but part of it is that a lot of people at the top, a lot of the gatekeepers, the people doing the hiring are older. Right, they're baby boomers, a lot of them, and I think that. I'm sorry, I love that older and baby boomers are now the same thing. Well, yeah, that's true. We've, we're, we're two gener we're two generations Ouch. down now. We're in yeah. young millennials now, oh, but uh, the uh, I think that a lot of people who are pulling the strings and doing the hiring, not maybe at Google, but in other places are very much locked into this. Like this conversation might be absurd to some of them. You know what I mean? Like just the fact that we're entertaining this idea, you know, maybe they would make overtures otherwise. But I think deep down a lot of people who came up from the silent and greatest generations, like truly believe 
what this guy is like, I'm not going to hire a woman. They're genetically inferior. Right. No, you know? I, I think that that's very dead on. I think a lot of this does come from a slightly outdated perspective of America where, yeah, in the 1960s, shit did look a lot different and right. it, it did look very highly oppressive. Right. Mm -hmm. But for, I think the reason this pendulum is starting to swing and you're seeing more people getting angry about this type of shit is that a lot of people just got here. You know, a lot of people, they've never seen anything besides a company filled with diversity programs. Yeah. So for them, that's the establishment. And so they're like, Hey, wait a second. I thought we're not supposed to care about race, so you're but saying this is. The kid you know, who wrote the memo is just another anti-establishment wonk. Well, yeah, kind of. I don't know. What do you mean? Well, okay. I do, because I do think because, what you're because every is, generation has those. Yeah, and yeah. because of the progress that women and uh, and diverse people have made, you can call them coloreds. <laughs> Just Maybe kidding. in this I'll room. You, I, <laughs> I, had, I was actually working many years ago <laughs> at a law kidding. firm on, on uh, doing newsletters for all the internal groups and like, you know, the women's yeah. law letter and, you know, the diversity and the gay and da da da. And I actually had to edit the phrase, uh, many diverse individuals. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I, you know, and yeah. I went to the person who wrote that. I said, um, an individual cannot be diverse unless they have multiple personality yeah. disorder. <laughs> so why don't you just say what you mean, which is yeah. that they are a person of color right, or that right. they are non-white or, you know, and there is no good word for it. it That's really the problem isn't. because yeah. non-white implies that white is the norm. I know yeah, I hate person yeah. of color because green is a color. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want to call anybody a non-person to yeah, begin with. <laughs> non-white person. It's like, well, you're not quite yeah. Away, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could be, but you're not. No, yeah. that's just it. There's no good language. This is the problem. We don't even have the language to discuss these things. Yeah. That's how far back we are still in the progress situation. That's so funny because we were talking about that just on the future podcast about how language, <laughs> about Love how, time travel. yeah, Reference about how, t how language really limits our uh, ability to come to an accord on this. Yeah. Let me. Uh, Dude, let, we need some Charles color here. Yeah, been totally this is the silent. most quiet I've yeah, ever yeah. heard you, yeah. Charles. I, I like listening. I thought you were on this show. My opinion. <laughs> well, my opinion is, I, I, a, I don't think he should have been fired. I think that's dumb. Uh, I, I don't agree with the biological determinist elements of that memo. I don't think that those are really rooted in real science. It's kind of pseudoscience because a lot of studies that show that. You know, like in other countries, fields are are dominated differently, so it can. Well, there's also the fact that they're not hiring groups of people; they're hiring individuals. Right. So. So why did he even bring it up if well, his point is uh, we should only be hiring individuals? My because he was putting through these these diversity trainings and these microaggression trainings. It's it's part of this symptom where the the policies of the company, which are really what need to be questioned, are kind of put upon the employees as like, this is your responsibility. You're responsible for making sure this is a diverse and safe wake workplace for all these people. So it's this kind of shuffling of responsibility on employees, which is annoying. It's annoying to have to go to a training for almost any kind of thing not related to your job. Like, I don't want to sit through diversity, microaggression, sexual harassment training. I've because sat through all of that. I'm, I'm a human being, and I know how to behave. And if someone doesn't not know how to behave, does. they need and to be fired. And that's, let me, let me I was a young guy working at a very young tech company, and I have to say, I don't endorse it, but practically, I've never heard more sexual assault jokes than the hour after a diversity <laughs> yeah. sexual yeah. assault yeah. of training. People well, hate me, being told what yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite let me tell you about, uh, it's, about it's a backlash before, response. Yeah. Before sexual diversity training, before sexual assault training, before that, I worked at a radio station. And again, entertainment field, the rules are a little bit different. No. But, no, they are very different in radio. <laughs> um, I, was, uh, I was an intern. I was pro promoted to producer. And I was moved from the newsroom producer to the morning show producer. Mm. Uh, we had, uh, there, was, there was only one woman reporter, um, two occasionally. No. Um, couple of female producers, one black guy, uh, and now a bunch of old white guys. Okay. When I got the promotion from the newsroom producer to the morning show producer, one of the reporters, uh, and occasional anchors, very well respected in, in, uh, in the town, um, came up to me while, you know, I'm writing the news, literally typing on a computer. And he came up and said, you know, the reason you got that promotion is John said he wanted the producer was the biggest tits. <laughs> and 
my job training was ignore it and keep working. Right. Especially if it's talent, unfortunately. Unfor- yeah, that was another issue is that he was talent, right? Yeah. Um, that today, you can't do that now. Yeah. You simply can't do that now. So yes, there are still people out there who don't know that you can't call a female employee sweetie. You know, there, there are guys out there who don't know that you can't expect her to do the typing just because she's the female. You know, how about she takes the notes in this meeting because she's a female? How about the person in the room who is who is got that job does that job? Yeah. But you know. sometimes that person is going to be a female. Yes, and I know that. So yeah, it's but like it's usually a white man. I'm just but no, like, my, how do but you my, tell No, my point is, is that now we're talking about microaggressions, okay? Mm. They completely exist, and only people who are who don't have to who don't receive them on a regular basis think it's silly. Do that you really think white men don't receive so-called microaggressions all that the is, time? That aside, I think. I mean, because of the exact thing you're saying, because this is all a backlash to the shit that was in the '60s. Okay. So now, what how often do you think this is guy... microaggressions? Those aren't microaggressions. It, it depends Those on what you mean. Macroaggressions. It depends on what you mean. Uh, was this comment about the biggest hits? Would you can classify? I would classify that as an actual aggression and not a microaggression. That, no, that one. That was a that was yeah. a massive, massive aggression. Yeah, that's an aggression. Which, yeah. which in you know, it, it, the, I get here all the time like oh I don't want to hear another white guy speak every time I open up fucking BuzzFeed there's another headline being like I am so sick of white men I mean that that's you see that shit all the time I don't want to go down not, that's, that's not a microaggression that's not the though. route that I'm talking that's about I, I, I understand your point it's the default I understand your point but I don't know that uh, we can train that bad behavior out of out of people. I I, I think that the people no, that are going to do that shit. No, but we can make people aware of that. That shit. I agree with, but that's not how these trainings are run. These trainings aren't like this is harassment and this is how you can deal with it. These trainings are don't do this, don't behave this way. I'm a company and I'm telling you how to behave. And if not, you get fired. And if yeah, and it's yeah. very. You know, the, the natural response to that is rebellion. There, I, there I, used to be PSAs on TV that were educational regarding, yes. you know, sex, <clears throat> sexual harassment at work. And, uh, you know, they sh- I remember one where they showed this old white guy talking to this, you know, woman who's working. And he's saying things like, you know, you should show off your legs more. And then, and then video, there's an effect and she shrinks a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, women like you around here really need to show off more. Shrink. Yeah. It's like, because I think your job would be much better if you look better. Shrink. Yeah. That was the education part. We did that. It didn't work. Right. So now it has to be policy. It's like, you know what? Mm. May, you may not understand why you can't do this. But you can't do it. Well, I'm, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that that didn't work because you're telling people how not to behave and they're just going to ignore right. it. And everyone well, fancies again, himself a good person. Sure, Nobody goes sure. into those, even the people that are making those women shrink with like, oh, you have really nice legs, you show them off. They truly, I believe, don't see themselves in those Which diversity Which is why training. they yeah. need the training. Well, people look, have no but idea. But would the training work on someone yeah, like that? That's I what mean, I'm saying. It's like, if it, if you, that's what I'm saying, is that they tried the training, it didn't work, mm. now it has to be policies, it has to be rules. It's like, you don't, you may not understand that telling a woman her tits look good today is not a compliment. You may not get that, so we're just gonna say, don't tell anybody their tits look good. Even sure. when they look good, you don't talk about that. Sure. I, I'm just, my, my question is, I've never thought that I need, like, I've never had that in question. Nobody's ever had to tell me that. I've just, I've known that. You like, are no, not a bro. No it is work. funny that they make you like, usually after those meetings, like sign a paper affirming that your commitment to like being a good person. Like, I do think that's kind yeah, of funny. It's fair. I'm, I'm, you know, I have bugaboos about workplace nonsense, but yeah. You know, I'm very against this kind of... That's for legal reasons. That's so when you tell someone she has great tits and you get fired, yeah. they can say, oh, you signed a thing that you were going to tell anyone and they I, had great tits. I, I'm fine I with policy I just personally, fine with honestly, don't think we should live in a world that where the workplace where is women that, can't be harassed. Okay, but we're not is that talking about, we're not is that talking policed, about a pub, you, know? you know, a public on the street kind of a thing. We're talking about a private company that can Absolutely. make its own rules. Look, no. But yeah, rules. but that's I think society don't, benefits don't, don't society me started benefits on that. from the consciousness that not all women are that individuals are unique and that some women want one thing, some women want another thing and each and every individual should be taken at the face value of that individual, not the generalizations of that person's gender. Right? I do think that that ideal will never be reached right. fully. <laughs> so, yeah. if as long as everything we we're doing, as long enough. as everything we're we're doing is in the vein 
of aiming towards treating people as individuals when you're evaluating them in the workplace, I'm all for it. But once you cross the line into the point where, oh, uh, in order to achieve that, we're just going to go ahead and uh, judge this whole other group by their gender and race. And that's okay because, uh, you know, we got to correct the historical record. That's when you have violated the sacred principle (laughs) upon which this country is based and upon which good societies are based, which are rules. So you're saying rules. And the rule is you don't judge people based on their race and gender period but to an extent what uh, i was i seem to, to remember a rule that said judge black people is three-fifths of one person no you're right well that which is a, that's the fucking you're right that's <laughs> in the constitution but yeah. we got past that you right, know we, true, we, true. we we moved past that huge error and yeah. we're still paying for it today, right you yeah. know yeah. i was just being a little <laughs> i gave you a glib look because i was like i seem to remember a lot of really i bad seem rules. to remember a rule yeah. that said that you could own people if yeah. they were dark uh, okay that's off. true no yeah. hey that was 300 years ago but hey uh, another tune you know. into the future podcast because <laughs> we touched on that in the past okay right. my point is that we are not in this idyllic society where everyone can be judged strictly on their merits we are not in a meritocracy by a fucking long shot not even a little tiny bit right therefore policies that help people who are not the default i.e white males mm. should be allowed critiquing those policies maybe it shouldn't be a reason to be fired but it does make you an asshole yeah i don't dispute he seems like an asshole yeah i just i I, I agree i think he seems totally fine but okay all right thank you guys (laughs) thank you i'm I'm glad we solved that issue (laughs) go visit uh, amandacohen.com for amanda's website yes yeah Dan Dapriel.com. D A N D A P R I L E. I'm IsaacSimpson.co. Because, what? see, I'm a white man, so I have to be handicapped. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I can't that's get the M. No, it's because you M. don't have an intriguing enough name. Ooh, ouch. Mm. By the way, is an intriguing name. I, like, I also I like have it. AmandaComedy.com. Oh. You have Whoa, AmandaComedy.com? That's some prime real estate. I own AmandaComedy.com and AmandaCohen.com. The landlord of. And it was a fight, let me tell you. The other girl who was AmandaCohen.com, oh my God, what a thing. She had like nothing on her website. And then when I said I wanted to buy it, she's like, well, I'm getting married and changing my name, so I have to change all my stationery and everything, so it's going to cost $5,000. Oh, my God. And I went, no. Fuck you. And yeah, you've yeah. already given me the information that you're changing your name, so I'll just wait you out. Right. And got it right. for 70 bucks. All right. Oh, that's good. That's amazing. <laughs> because I am a scheming woman. 